Craft Beer Radio, episode 44, June 13th, 2006. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show all about craft beer and craft brewing industry and drinking I'm, beer and tasting it. And I'm Jeff Bear. <laughs> I'm Greg West. I'm going to get Greg off that little uh, random string of thought stuff there. Good, good news. So. Today we're doing Saison's. Oh, it's going to be a fun show. We were supposed to get a helper to help us uh, dilute the volume. We had four big bottles of Saison, but since he's a no-show, we're going to probably scale it back to three. Yeah. Who knows? They're big bottles. We'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see how we feel. Maybe we're after the third one back. Let's do the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> On to business. Gary sent a present in. So I haven't revealed it to Greg just yet. See, that's cool. I, I, he sent a present in uh, for, for us. And this is a uh, a stone brewing company glass. Here's now, an opened one, so you don't have to make all the crinkling noises on the radio. Now it's true, I'm not the world's biggest fan of stone. However, I think a, a glass is, is a cool gift thing. Thank you for mine too, Gary. It's a really cool glass. It's a stone 10th anniversary, so it'll definitely go nice in my pint glass collection. <laughs> the Craft Beer Radio Anniversary DVD. Buy, Buy it, it or else. Or else. There are several ways you can give us feedback. <laughs> you can post a comment on our website, craftbeerradio.com. You can vote for us on Podcast Alley and leave a comment. You can sign up for our Frapper map. F-R-A-P-P-R dot com. Order the link on our website. It's yeah. a lot easier because it takes you right to it. Everyone check out our Frapper we map. Had a fr- really we had cool. a few people sign up since you plugged it last week. Keep so it signing up. Keep signing up. Frapper map is the coolest. I love looking at that thing. It's it's so cool seeing. Yeah. And like I said, someday we're going to do a cross-country beer tour, and we're going to knock on those people's doors and say, <laughs> let us in. <laughs> you can also send us an email or audio comment to the email address that is beer at craftbeerradio.com. And that's all we have in business. We don't have a lot of news either. We're doing this show very quickly after our last show. Because of logistical reasons. It's been a slow day, in, slow couple of days in the news industry, but on the way, or this evening when I was preparing these notes, on the local TV news, apparently there's an unnamed buyer to post a letter of intent to buy Latrobe Brewing Company. Oh. The suspected breweries. Now here's kind of interesting part. Boston Beer Company, which right, we mentioned a lot. Right. Sierra Nevada. Interesting. And then Yingling. Right. Hmm. But the, any of the first two would be good. Sierra Nevada, right in your backyard, that'd be kind of cool. They'd be getting some of their seasonal, a lot more of their seasonal stuff, a lot easier. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And cheaper, most likely. Email, we got some email. Oh, also there was a, a news story about something about hops curing prostate cancer or something along those and lines. And there was another story about drinking coffee, helping your liver repair itself from right. sclerosis of alcohol or something. So, so you drink plenty of coffee and plenty of alcohol and you'll live forever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On to email. Or you could drink breakfast out, which is coffee and alcohol. There you go. Wow. That's the fountain of youth. <laughs> it's a little expensive for a fountain of youth, but it's sure is tasty. It sure is, especially the bourbon. Mm-mm. Andy posted on our website that he was checking out the Trumer Brewery Berkeley distribution and he had another case of why the F can't Southern California get anything? He learned that you can get their beer all the way out in Wisconsin, but not south of California's central coast. Now, this beer is brewed in Berkeley. Yeah. Which is in California. Right. 
and he lives down south in Northern California. Get it. Yeah. Interesting. Who would have thought? I would have thought California breweries would make sure they could reach most of California, but guess not. Don't know what to tell you. Sorry, Andy. Dean from Regina, Saskatchewan wrote in, Your explanation of the history of Pilsner didn't seem quite right to me, so I've attached a German Pilsner report that I did for my BJCB class, if you're interested. Absolutely. Let's see here. King Wenselis granted brewing rights to the town of Pilsen in 1295. Brewing in the region started as early as A.D. 859. In 1842, Pilsner was introduced to compete with the darker Bavarian lagers. At the time, Pilsen was in a German-speaking province of the Austrian Empire. German Pilsners hyphenate Pilsner with the town of origin or the brewer's brand. This originated from a court case of 1912-1913 between Pilsner Urkel and Bitburger. In Germany, Pilsner indicates beer with a definite hoppy accent and dry finish. A German Pilsner has bitterness rating of between 25 and 45 bitterness units, with 35 being the most typical, right there in the middle. A German Pilsner is drier and crisper than Bohemian Pilsner. Higher attenuation and higher sulfate water is also found. A German Pilsner is lighter in body and color with, hybrid, with higher carbonation than a Bohemian Pilsner. So yes, I think I actually might have misspoke last week. I think I expected the the Bohemian to be more crisper, and and uh, when I was going back and editing, I'm like, ooh, messed up again, rats. So I stand corrected. Thank you very much, Dean, for that excellent summation of mm-hmm. of the Bavarian Pilsner. Always good to get things correct. And another one from Rick from Pacific Brew News posted on a website. Nerd note on porters and stouts. Generally speaking, porters contain a subtle toasty character in the flavor, whereas stouts do not. They are roasted throughout. In many American versions, you find significant more hopping in porters than you do in stouts, assuming the majority stout is a dry stout. The hopping is found in aroma and taste. Beer Advocate misses the mark in the style guides, and I strongly suggest beer geeks begin referring to the official guidelines on BJCP.org. These are much more thorough, complete, and include more info than you ever want to know. Yeah. I've been looking at those, and it's true. Yeah, I used to use Beer Advocate to mention these styles because they seem to be more concise and something that we could just spit out real quickly. But recently, we've been printing the page from the Beer, the beer Judge yeah. Certification Program. Uh, Andy posts on the website, so the whole thing with Greg and Stone is an act, right? I love every beer Stone has made, except for the ninth anniversary. It's chalky and earthy, and there's way too many Amarillo hops. It's over the top, like most of Stone's beers, but not in the way that make the others so awesome. Well, unfortunately, Andy, no. The whole thing with Stone and me is not an act. It is the absolute 100% truth. Well, that was a response to you saying the ninth anniversary wasn't so bad in the post-show when Dave was on. Oh, um... Yeah, it wasn't Cause, bad. Because you hate all stones, and you didn't hate that one, and he hated that one, and he loves the rest of them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I... Now, let's move on to the oft-forgotten, <laughs> what beer am I? Yeah, we forgot. Two weeks in a row. keep forgetting about this thing, but anyway. <laughs> so, if you remember the clues from way back when, brewery named after a gourd, some Spanish something or another, the answer is Jolly Pumpkin's Oro de Calabaza? Calabaza? Okay. I guess. Now we had three people who got that right. Tom Schmidlin, Beer Drinker of the Year. Beer Drinker of the Year. He better have got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're going to revoke his privileges. Chad and Sean also got it right. So Chad and Sean just think you're just as smart as the Beer Drinker of the Year. There you go. Uh, This week's beer. uh, This one is submitted by Rick Sellers from Pacific Brew News. Hey, hey, hey. So that may give you a hint as to where this brew is from. 
Yeah, very well may. I am named after the man who came up with the botanical name for hops, Lupus salictarius, or Wolf Among Scrubs. My namesake died while helping people escape from eruption of Mount Vesuvius in August 79 AD. My younger brother can beat me up, and I live with a blind pig. In my house, you can find redemption or temptation, whatever you desire. If you have a guess, send us an email, beer at craftbeerradio.com with your guess. And you can win fabulous non-prizes. <laughs> Get your name announced. Woohoo! Okay, on to the beer, which is the Saison. Saison. This is a farmhouse style, typically brewed in the winter for to be drunk throughout the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. It's typically cellared at 45 to 50 degrees, and oh. the serving temperature is the same. You want to drink it out of a oversized wine glass or a tulip. We're using these open-top chalices from Chimay tonight. That should certainly work. Some of the characteristics of the beer. Well, it should have a high fruitiness uh, in the aroma with a low to moderate hop aroma. Moderate to no herb, spice, and alcohol aroma. Fruity esters should dominate the aroma, and they're often reminiscent of citrus fruits, such as oranges or lemons. The appearance is often distinctive pale orange, but it may be golden or amber in color. There's no correlation between the strength and the color. Long-lasting, dense, rocky white head, resulting in characteristic Belgian lace on the glasses it fades. Uh, The flavor should be a combination of fruity and spicy flavors, supported by a soft malt character, a low to moderate alcohol presence, and tart sourness. The freeness is frequently citrusy, orange or lemon-like, and the addition of one or more spices serve to add complexity. Low peppery yeast-derived phenols may be present instead of in addition to spice additions. Mouthfeel, light to medium body. Alcohol level can be medium to medium high, although... The warming character is low to medium. No hot alcohol or solventy character. Very high carbonation with effervescent quality. So it should be like an Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, <laughs> it should. Yep. And the history, this was a seasoner, a season. <clears throat> and the history of this beer, this was a seasonal summer style produced in Wallonia, the French-speaking part of Belgium. Originally brewed at the end of the cool season to last through the warmer months before refrigeration was common. It had to be sturdy enough to last for months, but not too strong to be quenching and refreshing in the summer. It's now broody around in tiny artisanal breweries who, whose buildings reflect their origins as farmhouses. How poetic. The ingredients. Pilsner malt dominates the grist, though, though a portion of Vienna and our Munich malt contributes to the color and complexity. Adjuncts such, such as candy sugar and honey can also serve to add complexity to the thin body. Candy sugar, that'd be interesting. That's what Belgian triples have? Doubles. Yeah, but I mean, but put that in a saison, that would... Yeah, could be. Yeah. The hops are typically noble hops, driving or East Kent Goldings are commonly used. A wide variety of herbs and spices are generally used to add complexity and uniqueness to stronger versions. Okay. Well, that sounds about like, uh, like yeah. I think we did a pretty good job summarizing that sheet. I think so, too. On to the beers. I think we'll start with the, uh, the original, or at least the, the archetypal. Saison? Saison du Dupont. Okay, Saison Dupont in a lovely green bottle. Now, I had a, a bad experience with Saison Dupont just the other day when I was trying to, uh, to get my friend into the style of Saison and bought a Saison Dupont from D's. Locked and loaded. Oh, it's going to pop. Pop it. Oh, wow. 
and that thing uh, shot. That did. <laughs> that made a that that did make a mark. I think. Did it? I think so. As soon as I took the cage off, it started slipping up the neck. I'm like, oh, it's gotta go. Anyway, I got this. I got Saison de Pont from a good bottle shop that we have here. At least the bottle shop I thought was the best, even though the most expensive, and it was skunked. It was very, very skunked. This one is not. No, it is. <laughs> I beg to differ. This one is very much the same. Maybe that's the farmhouse character you're confusing. Yeah. I haven't smelled it yet. Getting a little bit at first, but uh, it kind of went away already. Oh, there's still some there. It smells like that Pilsner Quell. Yeah, this is this is pretty pretty skunked, and I mean that's what you get when you have one of these green bottles. Man, this is the worst spring ever. <laughs> Three shows in a row with a big, highly skunked beer. Well, so Greg, how about mm. that weather? Mm. It's uh, give this thing some time to air out. Very uh, very heavy in the. UV light apparently, and it's causing a lot of skunk. We can describe it, the appearance at least. We got a uh, fluffy, creamy head like meringue, and it's an orange, yellow, orange, cloudy. It's a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty color. A lot of you can see a lot of bubbles. A lot of very effervescent here. And effervescent was a good way to describe it in the BGCP guide. So, smell that skunk. I mean, why do they have to put their beers in green bottles? <laughs> These styles shouldn't be as susceptible to hops, but there must be some. Remember that beer, you know, like probably mothers against drunk driving or like breaking into beer warehouses at night with UV lights and shining on all the bottles or something. It, you know, even though yes, in a sense, these don't have as many hops. Remember that the threshold for for detection of that chemical is is point uh, zero one to one point zero parts per billion. Should we put some lime in it? <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely detecting some Prenomer Captain in this. It's there in the flavor too. How disappointing! Yeah, it's uh, it's a little. It's kind of an interesting, almost gin-like flavor. Also there, uh, kind of piney, a uh, little bitterness there. Um, almost feels empty in, in the front of your tongue. But uh, I'm, there's also skunk there. There's also a, a generally good a good enough amount of it to really detect it pretty easily. Peppery, pe- the peppery phenols are definitely coming through on this one. And there's plenty of esters in there, too. I'm trying to pick out, like, what kind of esters. Like, do we have bubblegum or do we have flowers or fruit? Actually, I think bubblegum might be a little bit in there. I'm having a hard time getting around the skunk. Power through it. You can do it. Hmm. There's something almost... I don't know if nutty is the right word, but kind of um, legume-like, like a pea, pea-like or something like that, or um, you know, close to peanut peas, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that. I can't find that. I'm getting a lot of the the peppery from the phenols, getting some some esters that are more kind of bubblegummy, maybe a little bit of... Uh, some kind of perfume, like flower. Nothing really fruity, though. I'm still getting a, a very strange um, 
kind of empty feeling right on the top, right on the tip of my tongue. I think that's carbonation that's doing that to you. I don't know. Because I mean, I've had higher carbonated beers than this, and, and it didn't feel the same. It's it, it's it's reminiscent of the flavor of gin, like I said. So it, it's a what's gin spiced with? That's uh, gin is juniper. Juniper, that's right. Might be a little bit of coriander or something in here, or something reminiscent of it. Mm. It's also got a, a kind of mm, objectionable bitterness. It's not. Uh, not the kind of bitterness that, that really it feels right. Part of it, especially in the back of my tongue, is is not liking this bitterness here at all. <laughs> it does have a uh, has an, a certain aftertaste that hangs on both sides of your tongue, where, mm-hmm. where the majority of the bitter taste buds yeah. are. And actually, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't believe that that is actually true. What's on the side? Sour. That I, I don't think that it's. Um, I said the majority, not all. Not like we learned in <laughs> elementary school. But there still are a higher percentage in those areas. I have to look that up. There are. I, I, okay. If you say I'm not it. saying they're 100% like we learned in school. <laughs> but there, you are more sensitive on the side, to different, up different parts of your tongue. And they're definitely hanging on down both sides on mine. It's, um, it's this uh, herby type um, flavor that hangs around there the bitterness it's um it, it, it's it's almost piney. like it is is piney a bit resinous i think piney or what about like a basil leaf or something like that a little bit basil so that would be kind of a you know yeah basil is more um anise like maybe a little licorice you still getting a lot of skunk in here yeah it's not really bothering me too much i'm still getting a lot of, i still smell it a lot yeah, the aroma on this beer, because of the skunk, it's not that enjoyable. That's why I haven't been smelling or haven't been breathing back over my tongue. I'm just doing plain flavor on this one right now. This isn't as badly skunked as the one I had before, mm-hmm. because that one, the skunking was, I mean, you could taste, all you'd taste was skunk. This one, the skunk is there in the taste, and it's it's, it's part of that... Bitterness that I don't really like, but uh, it's not full taking over the beer. We need to thank Martin for sending in this beer. It's not his fault that it came in this condition. No, it's though. not his fault at all. So thank you very much for uh, sending us the beer, though. Hey, okay, oh, you still got a lot more left than I do. Yeah, I'm trying to you know measure it, <laughs> take it as, as well as I can. Take it. Hmm. Towards the end there, it's warmed up some, tasting a lot fuller, a little bit creamier. Carbonation has come out of it, so it's not quite as effervescent. I enjoy it like this better than I did young and fresh. Hmm. Well, young and fresh. <laughs> yeah, fresh out of the bottle. <laughs> um, and the skunk's really not bothering me right now. I mean, this isn't a beer, in the, in this condition, it's not a beer I just want to sit there from in the sniffer and sniff like you would do in a beer with a sniffer, yeah, right? Yeah, right. But... Um, Drinkable, drinkability wise, I'm not that deterred from it. I mean, I can tell that it's not its best, but it's not horrible just flavor wise. Well, you and I are going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I am really not enjoying this, unfortunately. And uh, I, I've heard enough about Saison Dupont to know that this is just not a good example. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, what we have in front of us isn't isn't doing it for us. Oh, look, this one's corked. I'm going to have to get a cork puller on it. <laughs> Should we do that one next? Yeah, sure. 
<clears throat> I'm gonna have to go upstairs. I'll be right back. All right. So that was the <clears throat> that was the Saison Dupont from Brewery Dupont in Belgium. We must have angered the beer gods. Six point five percent alcohol by volume. Doing the show for a year, and you know. They're getting a little sick of us now. Angered the beer gods. <laughs> Must have dissed one of their favorite beers or something. Our net will maybe Maybe Anheuser Busch bought the beer gods. <laughs> Our next beer is another Belgian Saison in a green bottle. This is the from Brewery Fantome in Belgium. Eight percent Saison, brewed year round. It is Captain Court. This one has the lost numbers on the cap. It does? Well, not exactly, but here, <laughs> decipher that for me. Mm-mm. Oh. 086-477044. No idea, but that was probably a lot number associated with something. This is pouring slightly lighter color. Less carbonated, too. And clearer. Ooh, that's not skunked. Wow. Now that smells great. It has a real, real fruity... Um, Ooh, yeah. Whoa. Like, like, uh, wow, like, like a, a sugary peach. It's a, like a, it's peach, but it's a little bit more tart. Like, yeah, um, it's tart peach, or maybe, I hate to say vinegar, because vinegar is so far yeah, tart. Yeah, but, but it smells like, like a peach ice cream or something like that. This makes up for that last one. This is the one you just... <laughs> this is going to I mean, go a lot slower because we're just going to be sniffing it the entire time. Wow, this smells great. I wish you guys could smell this. Oh, man. Peach and, and, Download and, the, and blueberry. Uh, and blueberry. You're so crazy. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Download the uh, MP3, MP smell additional mm, content. <laughs> I got to see what this tastes like. This one poured a lot clearer than the Saison Dupont. It's really clear. It's a lot. It's a more orange color, and the head is diminishing already. I have a thin layer of the way across, but Greg has some bare spots in his head already. Hmm. The flavor isn't quite like the aroma. The flavor is a little bit sweeter without... Well, the tartness is there, but you know what? The tartness comes through at the end. Mm-hmm. You, you get you get a sweetness, and then that kind of fades, and you get the tartness at the end. You get sort of that blueberry, that peach. It tastes like oh, what fruit is that? It tastes like um, is that pomegranate? I don't think it's pomegranate. Mm. It's a fruit that I tasted before, yeah. but I don't, haven't had enough to know what it is. It's it's, it's very sweet, but not like. Mango? Cloyingly so. Mango is, yeah. It's close to mango. I would say that you're right there. Mm. In fact, I'd say you're very, yeah, mango. That, that hint of blueberry is very interesting. Uh, I, ca- I caught a whiff of it like right before you said the words. I mean, you said blueberry. It was just registering my brain. And it's like a <laughs> you know, key in the lock type combination. Like, Boom. This is a very, very fruity. It's okay, we got a lot of type on or text on this bottle. Let's see if it's marketing speaker interesting. Isn't it French though? No, Phantom is a classic artisanal farmhouse brewery in the heart of the Ardennes forest. 
Its brews are in the robust, flavorful Saison style and are often made with unusual spices, herbs, and other mysterious ingredients that, that recall the early days from Belgian brewing. Brewer Danny Prion is known for his regular Phantom Saison rated a perfect 10 in a recent book on Belgian brewing and for creative and adventurous brews that he makes. <laughs> so in other words, small text and it's on a curvy bottle and I'm having a hard time reading it. Let me see. May I? No. Okay. Jeff won't let me see the bottle. Oh, there's some dates. Let's see. Of course, they have date notches on the side of their label. Nothing's notched. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it always that way? Hmm. The notch is always broken on the day the bottles go through. The recipe, as they say, change every year. So that's something about this beer. So this year's beer won't taste the same as next year's beer won't taste the same as the year after that. Wow, that that smell is awesome. They should put that in like... um, Car air fresheners. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in your Glade plugins. Odor eaters. <laughs> your feet smell like Phantom. <laughs> this is 8%. This is the brewery Phantom Saison. Starting to get a little bit of bitterness here, but I don't know if that's just reminiscent from the, from the DuPont. There's a little bit. It's a completely different bitterness yeah. flavor, though. Different it comes across completely differently. It comes it comes across as the citrus tartness type, uh, like a, a grapefruit or something like that. I'm enjoying the complexity and the intricacies of this beer, but overall, I'm not sure if I'm hot about the flavor of it. Um, it's it's not your typical beer, that's for sure. It's it's very. It's one of those things where I'm really enjoying exploring it. But overall, drinkability-wise, I don't know if I'd order another. <laughs> I'd I'd order another. I don't know if I would... It'd be a once-in-a-very-long-while type thing. It would not be something where, oh, I just want to get a couple of beers. You know, no, since they do change every year, I would try a fa- yeah. I'd definitely try a Fantomi of Vintage to see how it changes. But other than that, I mean, I love exploring the flavor in this beer, but I'm not loving the beer. Well, I may have to disagree with you here because I really do enjoy this. I, I don't know whether, like, whether I can drink a whole bunch of this, but this is this is excellent to me. Sort of like me and Stone, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's mango coming through. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of mango? I like. I've, I haven't really had much fresh mango. I've had a lot of dried mango. One of the things I really but like. This does taste like the fresh mango. If you go to an Indian restaurant, get some mango lassi. It's a mixture of mango juice and yogurt. Oh, okay. You drink delicious. Never had that. So foods for this beer: Oof. fruit salad. Yeah, that'd be very. <laughs> that'd be interesting. I mean, this could go great with some. Um, Dinner, uh, dessert, like ice cream. A salad that has uh, oranges in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mandarin oranges. Mandarin orange. Yeah. Chicken in some kind of sweet glaze. Might work. Wouldn't go any heavier than chicken. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't cut through a steak, really. Cherry pie. Yeah. 
Cherry pie. I think it's going to go with lamb now that I'm thinking about it. Lamb does like fruit. Mint jelly. Lamb gets along with fruit pretty well. Yeah, it might work well with lamb. I was thinking during the week about, we talked about that beer sommelier last uh, last week. I'm like, that job would be a lot of fun doing this stuff. <laughs> Imagine the research, you know. I need a, 10 bottles of Phantom yeah. and I need all these dishes. Come on, right now. <laughs> Can't really detect much in the way of hops here. Nor is, am I detecting much of, of, of a malty back, but I mean it's really just the fruit is dominating the whole thing. It is there slightly. I mean, it, yeah, you can get a little bit of malt in the middle of the taste, right behind the sweet fruit. Mm-hmm. It finishes dry. It's certainly not a bitter beer like the the saison was. The saison Dupont was coming across. Um, it was a very well done beer. Like I said, it just but that beer is not one of Jeff's favorites. So fair enough. Jeff's entitled to his opinion. That was the. Phantom, uh, the Phantom saison. Our next is this is victory. No, this is. Do you want to do the victory or do you want to do this one? This one was sent to us by Brian. It's Sly Fox. It's out near Philly. Mm-hmm. A lot smaller reach. Do you want to do this one? Yeah. Okay. Since the victory was purchased by us, I figured I'd do the donated beer. This is the Sly Fox saison. What is it called? Saison Vos. Oh, the Sly Fox saison Vos. From Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, 6.9% alcohol by volume. Captain Cork, 6.9% alcohol. Caged and corked, actually. Caged and corked, rather. The Phantom was on those Captain Corked. The difference is, the uh, for those who aren't sure what we mean, these first two, uh, the first one and this one have the champagne-type cage on it, the wire cage you have to twist off. And then there's the cork, champagne-style cork, which you have to get your thumbs to pull off or or in the case of the Saison DuPont it shoots off by itself right whereas the Phantom had a wine style cork stuck all the way in the neck of the bottle and then a cap put over top of it same as how the Lindemans does their beers yep there we go holy cow look at the fill level on this thing that thing is filled up to the brim to the cork it's a brown bottle, so I'm not as worried about this one being skunked. Tons of light, fluffy carbonation on this one. Much lighter color than the other two. Well, not much lighter, but lighter, considerably lighter. It's than a the golden two, color, say, yeah. yeah. Golden color, very clear. That's uh, much more of a malty aroma on this one. That's a nice aroma, though. Got a really nice thick, uh, thick head, a thick moosey. I think they described it as rocky in the BJCP guide. Mm-hmm. What kind of smell is that? It, it's um, mostly a malt smell. Um, it's kind of a, a, just a, a barley-ish. You know how something at times things pop in your head that don't really make all that much sense? I'll throw it out there to see if you mm-hmm. agree at all. But bread pudding popped into my head. I can see that. Okay. I can see where you're coming from there, sure. It's one of those ones where you're almost embarrassed to say, <laughs> you're like, is this accurate or is this way off? I think that, that makes sense because 
it's probably you know a barleyish and yeasty aroma that you're getting here, and, and bread pudding would have that kind of. The yeast bread pudding taste. has the bread and the raisins, and raisins account for some esters that are in right, the beer, yeah. and then you, I don't know the milk kind of has a little bit of a smell to it, but that's not so much what I'm smelling in this. I mean, the more the more I smell it, the more I smell that bread pudding. I mean, it's a very good description. Hmm. I really want some bread yeah. pudding right now. <laughs> Me too. That's so good. <laughs> it's probably, I hope, man, now I think, man, that tastes so good. Mm-hmm. A lot maltier. Considerably maltier. With um, more of, um, I would say, kind of a lemony kick uh, in terms of fruit-wise. Did you catch that spiciness that came in in the, yeah. the mid to late aftertaste? It wasn't there at all, and then it like starts turning up the heat on your tongue. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of a... A late peppery phenol. I know which one is Jeff's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is definitely more suited to, to my palate than the Phantom was. I understand how complex and how good the Phantom was. It's just that that flavor just was not my favorite. This is sort of... This is the, what I was expecting going in. This kind of flavor. Yeah, I was expecting a, something along these lines, but a little more fruity. Yeah, it, it's it's a light, um, very, very refreshing kind of lightness with uh, a nice backbone of flavor there in the malt and in the the citrusiness and a little bit of pepperiness. This is the saison valse from the Sly Fox Brewing Company. The finish on it, it doesn't really have much bitterness; it hangs on your tongue, but there's a little bit of sourness. Or tartness, it's like on the top of your mouth. And Yeah. You're right. It does kind of stick on the top there. But it's not on your tongue like the um well the Saison DuPont had that bitterness that kind of like laid on the sides of your tongue. This one's not on your tongue at all. Your tongue's nice and clean, but the top of your mouth feels a little bit tart and bitter. Hmm. They say it's fermented with a special proprietary yeast which imparts its dry, spicy character. The Sly, Sly Fox Brewery, we've only had two beers from them. We had that Phoenix Pale Ale in the can. Mm-hmm. We've had that twice on the pre-show now. And then this beer. Brian from Philly um, came out to Pittsburgh for a Penguin game a couple months ago and brought these bottles out for us. That's great. As this is warming up, I'm starting to get a little bit more of the bitterness. The fruitiness is starting to subside a bit. Fruitiness or maltiness? Uh, the sourness, the tartness from, okay. of, of the lemon, the sort of lemon character. Yeah, okay, yeah, there is that lemon. Certainly a, well, you figure the style like a saison, you're going to get night and day differences yeah. between styles. It's not like something, it's not a very narrow style, but this couldn't be more different from the Phantom. Really. Um, one of the things I would caution people who are doing maybe a bunch of saisons at once, very effervescent beer, which means you're going to have a lot of gas well, come up. you just need to caution the people who are doing beer podcasts. <laughs> right. You know, if you're not talking into a microphone, it doesn't matter if you burp. There's a lot of gas being expelled in here. Out of the top end, of course. Yeah. Tummy music. <laughs> now I'm actually getting kind of an alcohol aroma. I'm getting a bunch of esters now in the aroma. Not as much malt. I'm getting a lot of alcohol. I'm getting some, yeah, some esters. Getting some banana. A little bit of floral, or is that banana and clove? Maybe clove. Maybe I'm confusing I, I, don't, them. I don't detect a banana. I just detect alcohol and a lot of it. Is this the strong one? 
Or is this... This is 6.9%. 6. So, no, I mean, the strong one was the Phantom. Yeah. Phantom was at 8%. The Saison DuPont was at 6.5. Both the Phantom and the Saison are available year-round. In green bottles, so be very, very careful. That should be our slogan, something about green bottles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> green bottles suck. Crafty <laughs> We had all those listeners write in about nitro porters. I knew there That's would true. be. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. You know, we said we never saw a nitro porter. And I knew there would be. I mean, it's not that much of a stretch. And yeah. BJ's and like five different listeners have might have seen nitro porters. I was uh, down at uh, Rock Bottom yesterday, and they had their black ale on nitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that important. I'm really not a big fan of nitrogenated stuff. It just, it they had their pale ale on cask. That's what I had. Not a big fan of rock bottom either. No, I was. We were down at Dave and Buster's, and uh, and you know, I got tired of drinking the crappy beer, so I went over to have a decent beer, and then I realized, well, it's rock bottom. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, it's been so long since I've been there. My ho- I got my hopes up, and don't they have any good beer at Dave Sam and Adams? There you go. Guinness and, yeah, well, I had Sam Adams, but I wanted something a little bit different. And I wasn't, you know, Guinness and Bass were the only other options. So I thought I'd go over to the brew pub. Did you play any of the Mac Assault game? They don't have Mac Assault there anymore. Really? No, they are. They rearranged it, don't have it. Oh, no Battle that Tech. That sucks. That game was awesome. And the Sniper game, Silent Scope, you can't play head to head anymore. That That's pointless then. You can play against your computer, but yeah. But the coolest thing I asked the one guy, you know, they dress up like referees. I asked the one ref, um, you know, these used to work head to head. How's that work now? I was like, he looked at me like I was had a third head growing out my ass. (laughs) Then he's like, they never did that. I'm like, oh crap, Greg, you're the one that showed me how to play them head to head. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess they didn't want you killing your friend anymore. Maybe after the whole sniper thing in DC, they decided, eh. And maybe that was. Maybe it's it. only okay to kill well, computer people. I think it's time to rate. I think so. Well, yeah, I know. Well, you, you don't want to pull out the, uh, the victory, victory. Do you? I've already feel. I mean, we're already talking about Dave and Buster's in the main show, so we. <laughs> yeah, probably should wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, well, I know what mine is, I know what yours is. So, <laughs> okay, you can close the show. I'll go to yeah. bed. <laughs> Mine is going to be, and you know, I I disagree with Jeff that I think the Phantom was really great and it was something that uh, everybody should should try. Give it give it a shot at least and see if you really enjoy it. Because man, I agree with that exactly. It was a good beer. It was a complex beer, but it might not be a beer that goes with your your likes and dislikes. I it just. It was, it was kind of sweet, and I don't know. It just really didn't excite me. It didn't fulfill me. So I'm going to go with the Saison Voss as my favorite beer of the night. And I was begging the Phantom Voss next, and then of course Dupont. Dupont up the rear. It, I I couldn't even see like behind the skunk a beer yeah. that would beat either of the other two. Yeah. I agree. And it's supposed to be a great saison, and a lot of times when we have these skunky beers, we can see what the beer is supposed to be like behind it, but even now, granted, I'm not going to write off season to point. I will try it again, but from what I could tell, that was not that was a third place beer unskunked. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think that uh, even unskunked, what was there didn't really intrigue me. And in fact, it kind of turned me off a bit. And the other two definitely didn't. 
and that doesn't really turn me off from trying it again. It makes me want to try it again more because I know what people think about the Saison Dupont. Yeah. I got stoned last time we did Saisons for not doing that beer. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to try it again and hopefully find a fresh bottle. Don't get stoned, Jeff. <laughs> throwing rocks that at would me. Be That's bad. what I meant. I meant throwing rocks at me. Not the little Gunitas type stoned. <laughs> Marijuana's bad, okay? <laughs> all right. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. Thank you very much for listening to us. There are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of beer ones now, and we love having our listeners. Send us feedback if you'd like at beer at craftbeerradio.com. What are you laughing about? I'm just laughing because we're both so pretty drunk on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> and tune into the post show if you want to watch Greg and I finish off these three bottles of saison. I don't know how you're going to watch it, but you're certainly going to listen to it. You can watch. You can watch the screen. <laughs> Turn on the little waveform thing on your Winamp or your virtualization on Windows Media Player and watch that. And if you stare hard enough, you'll see our faces. Exciting. I coded that into the MP3 extra special just for you. Wow, you're amazing. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information.